C. diff, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at CloroxHealthcare.com. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us today. We would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products keeping environments safer. CloroxHealthcare.com forward slash Radio. It is a great pleasure to introduce our guest today, Ron Romano, RN. And Ron has served the healthcare profession in various capacities for the past 32 years, from his first critical care nursing position at Shriners Burn Institute for Children to the most recent position as president and CEO of SafetyNet. Ron is here to discuss infection prevention, a comprehensive solution approach. At this time, I would like to welcome our guest to the program. Welcome and thank you for being with us today, Ron. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, it's great to be here, and I just uh, want to tell you how much I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to talk to you and, and all the listeners about uh, a comprehensive solution uh, approach for infection prevention and the use of our HALO disinfection uh, system as, as part of that solution. Um, we all know that uh, the bottom line here is we, we all want to save lives by um, preventing infections. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the tagline of our, our company is solutions that save lives. So I just want to thank you for the opportunity uh, uh, once again to, to, to speak to everybody about infections and, and how we can prevent them. Well, we thank you so much, and we know today's episode holds valuable key points that we appreciate you sharing with our global listeners. So, Ron, maybe you wouldn't mind um, starting with, would you mind taking a moment to introduce the safety net system and how it, start, how it started in the infection control environment? Yes. Um, uh, safety net is a, uh, is a company that uh, looks for unique solutions uh, that uh, make the environments in which our patients and caregivers um, are makes them a little bit safer. And um, SafetyNet has been uh, around for the past 10 years. Um, uh, and the way it came about um, is my background as, as a nurse, I saw many areas that uh, we could do better in, in, in making the environments that we practice in and the environments that our patients are in. Um, I saw many opportunities to make those a little bit safer, whether it was for, um, you know, safe patient handling and, and transferring patients from bed to wheelchair and, and that the nurse with, uh, you know, lifting those patients, as well as other areas like infection control and how do we prevent these infections because we'll talk in a little bit statistically that um, really it's, uh, it, it, it's pretty mind-boggling the, the percentage of infections out there for people that, uh, that go into the hospital. But not only that, Nancy, is the, the amount of community-acquired infections and, and all of the superbugs that we're seeing um, out there, um, you know, because of various reasons that we're going to talk about today. Um, but I think everybody out there that's listening to this probably has a family member or a friend that has gone into the hospital 
and has um, gotten a, a, a hospital-acquired infection or um, someone they know in a nursing home that may have gotten an uh, infection or even, you know, on an outpatient surgery uh, um, basis. So this is something that touch, touches all of us out there, not only the, the patients and the caregivers in the, in the hospitals, but every family out there. Um, so I think it's, it's just an extremely important um, area to be in. And, you know, as a, as a, as a clinician myself, and, and you know, I, I just think it's so important to, you know, to, to uh, uh, help patients and, and, and help those caregivers take care of those patients uh, in a safe environment. And that's what SafetyNet does. Exactly, and thanks so much for sharing that information with us, Ron. And you were talking earlier about um, sharing the statistical facts. How do we acquire C. diff? Well, you know, C. diff uh, is, you know, is is really uh, a tough uh, organism um, because it can go into a spore state and it can survive for, you know, five to six months and maybe even longer on an inanimate object or any object out there. And as soon as it finds a host, it, it, it goes in and, and it begins to flourish and, and causes the infection. And we know that one out of 25, one in every 25 people that, that go into the hospital will get a hospital-acquired infection, and 10% of those uh, die. And I think according to the CDC, um, over 75,000 people die from hospital-acquired infections each year. And, you know, the cost of those infections, um, I, th- I believe I've read several areas where it said the average cost for those infections is around $22,500. Um, so that kind of gives you, uh, you know, an idea of how bad the problem is out there. And that's just in the hospital environment. If we start talking about nursing homes, the numbers get even higher um, because of the number of, of uh, elderly people in extended care and, and post-acute facilities. Um, but to go to your question, how do you, uh, how do you get C. diff? You know, there's, several, there, there's a few different ways that you can. I mean, you can pick it up, like I said earlier, from just being in a room and possibly your immune system is down and you touch something that has a C. diff spore on it um, and... That you, that it's ingested and, and it, it just begins the cycle for the, for the C. diff. But also, um, C. diff, uh, Clostridium difficile, is also in our gut naturally. So when we take, um, overtake antibiotics and we kill off all the good bacteria in our stomachs, in our gut, um, then the uh, Clostridium difficile um, goes rampant and, uh, and, and causes, uh, you know, just uh, large diarrhea, fluid and electrolyte imbalance. Um, so it's, uh, it's something that, uh, you know, can, you, we, you can get in different, in various ways. Exactly. And, we, a lot of our listeners are C. diff survivors and patients and families who have loved ones, um, you know, right now going through C. diff. So we appreciate your information. And um, we want to know, Ron, can you explain the antibiotic stewardship and why it's so important, especially in the healthcare industry today? Well, um, antibiotic stewardship is extremely important because we, we all know that there's not a, a single silver bullet out there 
to combat any infection. And it, it just, it takes several different areas of focus. Um, you know, number one, it's education uh, is so important. But uh, also part of the whole solution um, has to be antibiotic stewardship. So what that really means, and, and people can go to the CDC website and really learn a lot more about antibiotic stewardship and different tools that are available out there to uh, use their own facilities. Um, but antibiotic stewardship is basically, um, you know, uh, Instead of when you go to the doctor, a lot of times people ask for, you know, antibiotics. They really don't know what they have. Um, and, and I know as a parent when I was much younger, um, you know, if my, my child has a fever, uh, we, we want an antibiotic. It's the way to cure them. But, uh, you know, what that does is, again, it, it, we're treating something we really don't know, and we're getting these broad-spectrum antibiotics. And what that's doing is it's creating these superbugs that become immune um, to the various antibiotics. So, you know, what really needs to be done is cultures and sensitivities to find out exactly what we're, we're trying, what organism we're trying to kill, and specifically kill that organism rather than getting a Z-pack or something like that where we're trying to nuke, if you would, all the organisms or all the potential ones in there, and we're killing all, some, of the, some of the good organisms off as well. So um, antibiotic stewardship um, that we're seeing in hospitals and in, in nursing homes, long-term care, is, is extremely uh, important. Exactly. And we know that antibiotics also alter the gut microbiome uh, and the gut flora, which leads down to the um, possibility of acquiring the C. diff infection. So thank you so much for sharing that, Ron. And Ron, Ron, maybe you would um, be able to answer this is the EPA. It's involved in approving disinfectants. Can you explain that and why it's so important uh, yes, um, I, I think it's extremely important to have um, regulation behind um, any types of uh, any types of disinfectants that are used out there, um, because you want to make sure that they have the efficacy that um, is stated on the label. So you know, if you're using a certain product and it says it's going to kill C. diff spores, that you can be certain it's going to do that. And the reason why the Environmental Protection Agency regulates disinfectants is it's considered a pet, it's, it's actually considered a pesticide, if you would, or, um, and, and that's what we most commonly see the EPA regulating is anything that is, is a chemical that, that is, is meant to kill, um, bugs if you would, the regular bugs that crawl around, as well as germs and, and bacteria and, and molds and, and fungus. Um, but it's, it's so important that the EPA is involved to, to regulate it um, for our safety, for all of our safety, um, and also they regulate it as how it's dispensed, and, um, and they set up certain safety criteria. So if you have something that is meant to be sprayed on a surface and, and left on that surface for a certain period of time, um, maybe two minutes or three minutes in order to kill bacteria, then it's tested for that by the EPA 
and then they will validate that and, and base the registration on that. In in our case, um, our um, our Halo Mist is something that is fogged through a delivery device called the Halo Fogger. And when we tested that with the EPA, um, over a, a long process, about a two-year process, um, we, had the, we received the indication that we could kill C. diff spores, um, uh, staph aureus, and pseudomonas because we wanted to try to kill a gram-negative, a gram-positive, and a spore. And we knew if we were sporicidal, we could really kill just about anything else out there, basically. So um, the EPA has given us that indication. Um, so that's why, you know, and it also regulates how things are used, how they're disposed of, um, the safety um, uh, equipment that's required when, when using that type of equipment, what type of PPE do you need, protective, personal protective equipment do you need when you're using it. Um, so I, I think it's very important that the EPA is involved in, in regulating that. Unfortunately, some things aren't regulated out there. Um, you know, like uh, give you an example, UV light's not not regulated because it doesn't fall into that pesticide chemical side. It's it's more of a light um, versus a chemical. So that's why the EPA would not regulate that. Okay. Well, Ron, we thank you for sharing all this important information with our listeners, and we're going to pause for a commercial break already. So when we return, we will continue discussing infection prevention, a comprehensive solution approach with our guest, Ron Romano. To stay tuned, we'll be right back after these messages. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 877 2343. That's 1-844-4-C-DIFF. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. 
Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. Diff Spores and More. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. Diff Spores and More, Global Broadcasting Network. We welcome our listeners joining us today. We welcome back our guest, Ron Romano, RN and President and CEO of SafetyNet. He creates a safe environment and mitigating risk for patients and their caregivers has always been an important part of Ron's work through SafetyNet, and we can appreciate his dedication in this field of healthcare. Ron joins us today to discuss infection prevention, a comprehensive solution approach. Ron, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us. And before break, we thank you for introducing SafetyNet to our audience and sharing the key points of antibiotic stewardship and why the EPA is so important. Would you mind discussing the hierarchy of disinfection? Sure, Nancy. Um, You know, the easiest way to understand the hierarchy of disinfection is if you had a triangle. And down at the bottom of the triangle... When you look at disinfectants, if you looked at san- sanitizing, and at that, that low level at the bottom um, of sanitizing, you're able um, to kill you know, some of the bugs that aren't as hardy as, as the rest of them. I mean, they're, they're, some of them are, are, you know, are just as dangerous, um, you know, like the different viruses. And you know, even you, know, you, you, would, you would have Ebola down there even, except uh, you know, Ebola you know, uh, you know, once you once you th- you have it or you think you have it, you know, it's almost too late. But you know, it's one of the viruses down at the down at the bottom. So if you think of down at the bottom of a triangle, and you have sanitize, and then the middle of the triangle you have disinfectant or disinfect, and then the top of the triangle, right at the point, you have sterilization or um, you know something that would be sporicidal. So up at the top of that triangle, the hardest um, uh, 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 germ to kill or the hardest uh, pathogen to kill is going to be your your spores, your C. diff spores. That's one of the toughest ones because of that keratin coating spore that that's protecting it. Okay, so so down at the bottom, if you think about it, if you're sanitizing something. You're not really, you know, it, it, it's not at the level that, you know, you're going to kill those bad spores up at the top, but you're, you are able to kill some of the, the, the bacteria and, and the viruses and things down there. And then when you get to the middle and you're disinfecting, you're able to kill some of the more, you know, the, the hardier bacteria um, in, in the middle there. And you might be at a 90, you know, if you, if you look at log kill, you might be at a 999 you know, or a 99.99. So you've got a higher level of pathogen kill there at the disinfectant level. But then at the top, when you go to the sterilization or or uh, sterilants, if you would, um, you're able to kill those bad spores. So if you look at that triangle and you're able to kill that, that those top spores, what that means is if you're a sporicidal, you can really kill everything else from the top of that triangle all the way down to the base of the triangle. 
So, um, you know, if you think of it that way as sanitizing, disinfecting, and then sterilizing at the top would be the top. And, and anything, if you, can, if you can kill the one at the top there, the spores, then, then you're really effective against, you know, all other pathogens. Okay. And Ron, what are the current approaches to whole room disinfection? You know, Nancy, there's, there, there's several ways um, that uh, hospitals and healthcare facilities are, are, are uh, uh, dealing with, you know, whole room disinfection. Um, and, you know, in trying to completely disinfect a room that's been used for isolation because of a C. diff spore or CRE or BRE or some other, you know, dangerous pathogen. Um, but I, I guess the alarming thing is, is that probably only 10% of the hospitals out there, 10%, and there's roughly 5,500 hospitals out there, um, are using anything other than just your typical spray and wipe um, uh, cleaners. And we'll talk in a little bit about why that may not be necessarily um, uh, as effective as, as what we need out there. But, uh, you know, the ones that the hospitals and the long-term care facilities that are using a more enhanced disinfection, something a little bit higher that's going to kill those, those spores, um, they're either using a, um, a hydrogen peroxide-based uh, disinfection system, such as the halo disinfection, or they're using an ultraviolet um, approach with UV light. Now, to put things into perspective, when you, when you look at the halo disinfection system, it's taking a 5% hydrogen peroxide um, and it's putting it into a positively charged hydroxyl and it's able to go throughout the room into every nook and cranny in that room. It's a 7 to 10 microns in size. And it's a dry mist, so it's able to get into every little nook and cranny uh, in order to kill wherever the pathogen's at. So it's really effective. And the CDC, or I'm sorry, the EPA, when we validated that process, um, they validated it for a six-log kill for pathogens. Uh, Again, Clostridium difficile spores, um, Staph aureus, MRSA, and Pseudomonas. and what a six log is, is that means if there's a million bacteria in that room, it's going to kill every one of those bacteria except for a fraction of one. So every pathogen except for a fraction of one that can't colonize and cause any harm, that's what's left. Now, conversely, if you're, if you're using UV light, and these are their own studies because, again, um, UV is not regulated by um, uh, EPA or anyone, basically. So they've done their own studies. So for C. diff spores, they get uh, either between a two and a three log pathogen kill for, for C. diff spores, which means that they're leaving possibly well, a significant number of, of C. diff spores still in that room that can, you know, that can cause infection. And the reason why is that, you know, it's a light. And, and light is, um, uh, you know, the, the effectiveness is based on the distance from the actual light bulb itself. 
and then you have to look at shadowing and um, and you know distance shadowing and and uh, and and it can't reach under things or in every little nook and cranny. So that's why it's not quite as effective as a uh, hydrogen peroxide or a fogging um, type system. Okay. And thank you for sharing all that information, Ron. And Ron, can you explain to us what is currently being used for room disinfection? Yes, Nancy. There, there's there's a, a number of, of spraying wipe, spray and wipe, I call them. And and you know, it's funny. Some people actually refer to them uh, when I'm when I'm talking to them in housekeeping. They call it pray and wipe. And uh, and you know, I, I think some of that is because. Um, there's been a lot of studies done, and I, uh, I believe Dr. Ratala um, at the at one of the APEC meetings showed a study, and it uh, for using spray and wipe type cleaners or disinfectants, and what it what it showed, if I remember correctly, was that um, spray and wipes were only uh, effective in in killing um, less than than. 40, well, definitely less than 50% of the bacteria. So, so using spray and wipe cleaners, no, no matter how effective they are, they're really only reaching 50% of the pathogens or killing 50% of the pathogens. Some of that, Nancy, is because when they spray it uh, on a surface, the droplets from a spray bottle are a little bit bigger and they're not saturating the surface. But the other problem is, is they're wiping it up right away. They're not allowing it to dwell. And what it means to dwell is it has to sit on a surface and be in contact with the bacteria or the pathogens for a certain period of time so it can effectively kill that pathogen. And that's not being done because, you know, they, the housekeeping a lot of times needs to get in that room and, and clean that room very quickly and turn it over um, so a new patient that's waiting in the ER can get into that room. So um, probably 90% of the time, um, spray and wipe is being used in hospitals and probably 95% of the time in, in, in nursing homes and long-term care. The other, the other 10% of the time, hospitals are either using uh, UV or they're using a, uh, a fogging-type um, method uh, to totally fog the room. Now, there is another type that, if you can imagine, uh, you know, just think about this. It's they're the, the static electrical, uh, the, the static uh, sprayers, static electric sprayers. Um, and that's uh, more where somebody would be in a, a hazmat-type suit and, and actually be in the room spraying the, uh, uh, spraying the room. Um, I, I kind of refer to it if you've if you ever seen Ghostbusters, you know, where they go in with their packs on and they're, they're spraying the room. Um, but, again, that's a manual application by, by somebody actually doing that. Um, and there are a few systems like that. Now, um, in all these cases, whether it's uh, um, a, a static electric sprayer or a, um, or a uh, uh, UV or a fogger, in all those situations, the patient is not into the room at the time. So um, that's, that's currently what's, uh, what we're seeing being used out there. 
Okay, and thank you so much, Ron. We are going to take a commercial break, and when we return, we will uh, we, we we'll return with our guest, Ron Romano, and discuss infection prevention, a comprehensive solution solution approach. So please stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To help support the C-Diff Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll-free 1-844-4-C-Diff. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. The C-Diff Foundation offers global community support sessions. C-Diff can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C-Diffacil prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the C-Diff Foundation at 1-844-4C-Diff. 1-844-367-2343 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 877 2343. That's 1-844-4-C-DIFF. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the C. Dips, Boys, and More Global Broadcasting Network. We welcome our listeners joining us today. We would like to also welcome our guest, Ron Romano, RN, President and CEO of SafetyNet. Ron joins us today to discuss infection prevention, a comprehensive solution approach. Welcome back to the program, Ron. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. 
Oh, you're so welcome. We're so glad to have you here today. And Ron, before break, we were learning more about the room disinfection products and services. Would you mind discussing how are the products currently being used in healthcare facilities today? Uh, yes, Nancy. Um, you know, currently um, we're working in in all very all areas of of healthcare. You know, hospitals and uh, uh, nursing home facilities and and surgical centers. Um, so there's a there's a wide application as well as compounding pharmacies and and just a you know just a, a number of other places that we use it. Um, when we when we're when we're working with hospitals, hospitals are using it in their uh, primarily. Uh, when they uh, turn around one of their ICU rooms or, you know, or a room that has had a patient in there that was being isolated for um, C. diff or um, MRSA or VRE or CRE or any of the, the bad pathogens. So uh, when that patient's discharged, um, they're using it to, to completely disinfect, again, to a six-log level, um, a sporicidal level, that room. So the next patient that goes into that room um, does, is not at risk of getting an infection from the hard surfaces in, in that room. Um, they're also using it on their equipment. So one of the ways that infections uh, and pathogens are able to move around a hospital is on the wheelchairs and the gurneys and, you know, the different types of pumps and equipment that is used in the hospital. So some of the hospitals have actually set up a room where they decontaminate the uh, all of their equipment using the halo disinfection system. Um, because the halo disinfection system is safe for all electronics. Um, we've done uh, extensive testing on electronics, even avionics, so we know it's safe for all electronics. And also we've done material compatibility studies to make sure it was safe for all different types of materials and equipment as well. So, um, and hospitals will also use it in their therapy departments, physical occupational therapy to make sure that all the equipment is, is uh, disinfected at the highest level. Um, and then some of the other areas is obviously ORs, um, you know, the, in the surgical suites especially in areas where uh, orthopedics or uh, the cardiovascular procedures are being done because those are some of the procedures that have the highest risk for uh, infection. And then in nursing homes, um, patients, again, patients' rooms where they've, uh, they've had an infection, um, the shower rooms um, are just a perfect place for bacteria to grow, and um, we use it in theirs as well as uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy in, in those facilities as well, and in, in the dining areas. Um, so there's just so many applications wherever you can think that, you know, those bacteria would be where people, a lot of people congregate or may have uh, infections. That's, that's where we target. And, Ron, this would be a good product also for even waiting rooms. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if you've ever been in a waiting room, and I'm sure everyone on this call and everyone listening uh, has been, you know, uh, people are, are coughing and, and, uh, and that bacteria is going all over and we, don't, we just don't know where it's at. So something like this in a waiting room area, um, in an ER waiting room area, in a doctor's office, a clinic, um, is perfect to, to, uh, to reduce that bio burden um, to zero, and um, and that's exactly what the halo disinfection system uh, will do. 
Okay, great. And what is the science behind the no-touch whole room disinfection? Well, um, the the, uh, the halo disinfection system, uh, no-touch whole room disinfection, it's really a, a unique science. And um, it, it starts with, this, with a delivery device called the halo fogger that is able to take the halo mist solution and put it into a uh, into a five or seven to ten micron dry mist, and uh, totally fill an area. It can actually disinfect an area up to ten thousand cubic feet, which is a quite a large area. And the halo mist solution is a five percent hydrogen peroxide, 001 percent silver just a small, minute amount of silver. It doesn't leave any residue or anything. Um, but that, what happens is that silver puts the hydrogen peroxide into a positively charged hydroxyl. So you have this, the, these, this dry mist that is uh, 7 to 10 microns, and it's a positively charged hydroxyl just going out and swirling throughout the room, looking for stuff to, uh, to attach onto and to push into. And the way that we calculate how much time that we need to disinfect a room is we take the cubic square feet of the room. Um, and, uh, and then we come up with whether the room needs to be fogged for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or what the length of time is. And a normal patient room is about 15 minutes. So you have this, this um, hydrogen peroxide that, that is in, a, in a, a, a mist, a dry mist state, swirling throughout the room, getting into every nook and cranny. As soon as it finds a, a bacteria, it, it, it attaches onto it, and in the case of a spore like C. diff spore, it attaches onto it and it starts to oxidize the outside of that carotene coating of the of the cell membrane, and then it floods it with the hydrogen peroxide, um, just knocking out the um, the uh, the RNA and in 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 the cell matter and and effectively killing it. And it's considered a mechanical kill, so we don't have to worry about, you know, the bacteria, you know, um, uh, being resistant in any way. So it, it will easily kill the bacteria um, and uh, as a mechanical kill. Okay. And, Ron, I'm sure that you have some uh, stories and some positive results to share with our listeners about hospitals who have used the HALO DS, the disinfecting system. Oh, we do. We do. And we have many stories for hospitals and nursing homes and, and uh, even, in, even in the home that we'll talk about in, in just a little bit. But um, we have results in, in, for different hospitals where we've reduced their, their C. diff um, by 65%, um, which is, is significant, significant. Um, we've actually, uh, in, in one situation, the CDC came in following our treatment and did culture plate testing and came up with the same, same results we did uh, in the, in the uh, level of, of reduction for the pathogens. Um, you know, so, you know, this is truly something that is, is changing, uh, changing people's lives and, 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 and saving lives. Um, 
we uh, we have an elementary school where um, a little boy had uh, had a bone marrow transplant and wanted to go back to school so bad. And we went in, and we knew he was going to be in three different rooms. And we fogged uh, one of our one of our folks, uh, 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 Dan Roberts, uh, who was our is our distributor on the East Coast, uh, fogged the room for the little boy every week, and um, the the little boy was able to go back to school and, and didn't have any problems at all. Um, so that was a that was really a nice success. Absolutely. We love to hear good stories and successful stories like that. And Ron, how is the HALO disinfectant system used in non-healthcare facilities? In other words, can it be used in, say, a home uh, setting? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Again, a number of times, you know, before, you know, when someone's being discharged from the hospital that may have had a bone marrow transplant or um, had radiation or their immune system was down um, uh, because of of some illness that they were dealing with, um, we can go into the home and use the fogger to fog, you know, every room in the home. And uh, if you just think about it, you know, that uh, it's so much more effective than going around and and just, you know, trying to wipe everything down because, again, we're getting into every little area. And and that makes it more comfortable for that person to return home, Um, you know, and it it just makes them, you know, if you would, it, it just makes them breathe a little easier that they know that, you know, that their area's been, you know, their home's been disinfected and they don't have to worry about about getting something there, but we do we do that all the time. In fact, I had a call just this morning, um, and uh, it was a mother who was in the hospital and and uh, having a, a baby, and we had to take uh, you know massive doses of uh, of antibiotics for one reason or another, and and ended up uh, getting C diff, and was really concerned about going home with their new baby with with you know and and spreading the C diff. Um, so, you know, we do that all the time, Nancy, um, where we can do homes. Um, we also, um, this is effective, and just think about any area like daycare centers, um, athletic departments. We work with universities and athletic departments, um, you know, the equipment rooms, and, you know, just uh, uh, we work with the group that does hoarders and, uh, and crime scene cleanup. So there's a lot of applications for this, Nancy. Absolutely. My goodness, what a variety and an array of settings. This is um, positive and and useful for us. So thank you so much for sharing that, Ron. And right now, uh, we're going to pause for a commercial break and important message from our sponsor. And when we return, we will learn more about infection prevention, a comprehensive solution approach with our guest, Ron Romano. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll free 1 844 4CDIF. That's 1 844 367 2343. 
Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 844 367 2343. That's 1-844-4-C-DIFF. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. diff, spores, and more, Global Broadcasting Network. We welcome our listeners joining us today. We also welcome our guest, Ron Romano, RN, President and CEO of SafetyNet. Ron, Ron joins us today to discuss infection prevention, a comprehensive solution approach. Welcome back to the program, Ron. Thank you, Nancy. You're very welcome, and thanks for being with us. And Ron, before we close the program today, we would like to share with our global listeners the plans for SafetyNet and the contact information so where they can learn more about your disinfection system. And also, if you can share with them about the respiratory system. A lot of our patients have allergies, they have asthma. After fogging, will it affect their breathing at all? Um, that's a great question, Nancy. And, and no, they they will not have any any kind of uh, you know negative impact from the fogging on on their breathing. Um, what they're going to notice is the room is just going to um, you know smell and 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 be that much cleaner. Um, so uh, no no rep- respiratory uh, uh, complications at all afterwards. That's wonderful. And can you share what is Safety Net's network? 
Uh, yes, um, SafetyNet uh, has a national network um, of medical uh, professionals, uh, nurses, clinicians. Um, we're in uh, all 52 states where um, we have over 250 representatives that um, are local uh, that, uh, that can help anyone with any types of infection uh, control questions or, 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 or solutions that they need. Um, you know, we said a little bit earlier, Nancy, that, uh, you know, there's not one silver bullet for infection control. And, and I truly believe that it's all about education and antibiotic stewardship and, and uh, full room disinfection with the halo disinfection system, uh, UV systems, and air purification systems. And um, we have all of those different types of technologies and solutions available to uh, uh, to our um, uh, to our uh, customers, and that's wonderful to know. And thank you for sharing about the location served too. And so, what are the future plans to expand um, the safety net system? You know, we're always uh, we're always looking for great solutions and unique solutions, and uh, and obviously they have to be you know uh, proven uh, by by research and. And again, we just want to be a, have a comprehensive portfolio. So anyone with uh, an infection um, control issue, um, they're able to come to us as a, as clinicians in a one-stop shop, and we're able to to help them with solutions. Um, and uh, you can find out more information about how we're expanding. Um, in fact, uh, we'll be launching in the next uh, couple of weeks our, our new website. So uh, the website we have now is, is being uh, expanded quite a bit. But they can go to our website at uh, safetynetamerica.com, or they can reach out to us at 866-918-8546 uh, for a toll-free number. And we're more than happy to to, uh, to help anyone with uh, any any needs that they have. That's wonderful. And Ron, is this disinfection system uh, is it available to use on soft surfaces? We get a lot of telephone calls from patients and their families uh, across the USA asking, do, "Is there any product they can use for you know that will kill the spores and germs?" for like the carpeting, the recliners, the soft surfaces of the couch? Is this something that they can consider? You know, Nancy, that's a great question. You know, we're EPA registered um, and validated as a hard surface disinfection system, okay? Um, but soft surfaces like couches and, and carpeting, uh, when we fog a room, um, it is going to effectively kill everything that it can reach. Now, it's not going to get down into the nooks and, or into the uh, weave of the material, but it will kill everything on the surface of the soft surface as well as everything on the, uh, on the carpet that it can reach into. just will not get into the, to the deep weave. Um, we actually had a hospital that did testing on their privacy curtains, and they don't even take their privacy curtains down anymore because it was so effective in killing the outside of everything that was on the outside of the privacy curtain. So it is effective, but we, we do not have an indication for soft surfaces. And the other thing just to mention is it will not hurt any of the soft surfaces. We've done material compatibility studies, and it's very safe. I mean, it's 5% hydrogen peroxide, um, and what we can buy in a store is 3%. 
and it's not even considered uh, a hazardous material by the EPA. So it's very, very safe to use and, and, to, uh, and to be around. Okay. And also, Ron, would this product be in the system, disinfecting system, would it be available uh, to purchase for our listeners across overseas uh, in other countries? Uh, yes, it would be. We are, we are a global company, um, so uh, we do have availability in, uh, in, in other countries uh, all over the world. Wonderful. Well, Ron, we thank you so much for all the information you provided today. It's been a wealth of information for both patients and fellow healthcare professionals, and you know we certainly appreciate you being here today. Thank you, Nancy. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you once again for joining us today on C. diff spores and more global broadcasting network. Please listen in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time with our guests to discuss up-to-date information focused yet not limited to C. difficile infection prevention, treatments, clinical studies, and environmental safety. Once again, we thank our official sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this pro- program possible. Visit their website, cloroxhealthcare.com forward slash Radio. We would also like to thank Synthetic Biologics for being a diamond sponsor of the 5th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo taking place on November 9th and 10th in Las Vegas, Nevada. For more information, please visit, visit the C. diff Foundation's website, www.cdiffoundation.org. And before closing the program today, we would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge all of the mothers around the globe and wish them a happy Mother's Day being observed this Sunday in the U.S. and to the many of us who have lost mothers to C. difficile infections and C. diff involvement. We join you in remembering your mothers, not only on Mother's Day, but always. And a special note today is on on May 3rd, the bake sale for C. diff awareness, a month-long campaign kicked off in Florida and continues across the USA and overseas to India, Bahrain, and Italy, featuring education and advocacy on healthcare topics pertaining to the most common pathogen identified is Clostridium difficile, better known as C. diff. We appreciate and thank the C. diff Foundation's members and volunteer patient advocates for hosting bake sales for C. diff awareness worldwide during the month of May. You are moving our mission forward. We join hands with the many healthcare organizations making a difference in saving lives. We thank each and every one of you, and we send out our get well wishes to all the patients being treated and recovering from the C. diff infection and for the many wellness-draining illnesses being combated across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, with our reminder, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you a good day, and thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We'll be right back. 